wake up in the morning now so happy to be alive and so happy to be doing what I love to do and being myself doing it for the most part. Unity. 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 Podcast. By Embryo Critchfield, a project by the WKU Talisman. In this episode of Unity Podcast, we have WKU senior Tyler Chandler speaking about how he found his identity by becoming London. Thank you, Tyler London, for joining us on Unity Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me. It's such so, an honor. We'll just hop right into things. For yes. those that do not know, what is drag? Okay, drag to me, um, the definition of drag is female illusion to me. Um, it is the art form of being able to, I guess, show a woman or, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like to do the makeup and, and to be the more glamorous side of what a woman is, I guess drag mm -hmm. would be. Um, it's something that I believe people do like for fun or like for work in some cases. Um, but as far as me, I don't really consider myself a drag queen. London to me, is more than just an alter ego. Like London is is who I am. So even out of being dressed up as a woman, people call me London because it's just, just simply who it is, who I am. I think that when I do dress or like when I put myself together in that way, I'm only showing what I've suppressed or what I want to be or like what like I have desires to become. Um, so when London is out, that's just me being me <laughs> incorporated into going out or you know you know or whatever or dressing for an event or what you know so that's so it's just you on your top like your p's and q's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's just that's just me like it's me deep down inside spewing out <laughs> and how would you describe like for those that maybe have not ever seen london what is your personality how do you dress how does that encompass <laughs> who you are and what you want to be um london is um the most glamorous woman that there probably ever will be. Like London <laughs> is perfect hair, perfect makeup. Um, she's very feminine, but she's strong. She's powerful. She's sexy. She speaks her mind. She doesn't really care about what people say, which isn't too far off from who I actually am. But she just kind of, I guess, is the physical side of who I who I really am. Like I said, there's no there's no difference in the two. It's just that one is glammed and one is the physical of what a woman would be and one is not. So London is basically just the outward appearance of what your personality really is. Yeah, of, like <laughs> what, of what Tyler is, is London, yes. So how did you first learn about drag or like become interested in dressing in like London? Um, well, when I was younger, I, um, my sister had a, a beauty salon and I will say this until I die. <laughs> These people or like my sister or the idea of doing hair never influenced really like or never made me want to be like that. Um, it was always just kind of in me. Like I always ex like always felt the way I feel about myself even then, even from birth, I say. Um, but she had this beauty salon and I would see all these different kind of characters, I call them like come in and there were real, real women and then there were like not real women. And then I would see like these these beautiful people like get their hair fixed and it would be these beautiful curls or like long hair like down their backs. And then I, like I always, it started off with me wanting hair. Like that was, <laughs> that was how it started. And I always wanted to feel that beautiful like about myself. And then with 
dealing with wanting to be a woman or like wanting to change it kind of progressed and it became more than just oh i want hair like i want to i want to look that beautiful like i want to be that girl you know what i'm saying like i want to be her i want to get my hair done and nails done and and go out and go shopping and and do my makeup and just be that glamorous person so i think deep down deep down inside i've always just wanted to be the merlin monroe like like i always wanted to be like really really glamorous and just like high fashion and pretty and 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 all of that and it and it just is london it's just it's just me and when would you say was maybe like the first time you like really acknowledged that you felt that way that you wanted to be more of london um it originally started I mean, as early as I can remember, like I told my grandmother when I was five that I wanted to be a girl, AKA London. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't put, I guess, like a name behind it until about my sophomore, high school. Um, I felt differently in middle school and, but you know, middle school is when you kind of develop as whichever sex you are. Mm -hmm. So coming out of middle school going into high school like I really didn't feel like either like I felt in between I felt like it was wrong to be one to other people but then it was wrong to be another one for myself so like going through high school I I don't know like I kind of started to I guess make my way into the dangers of being more of myself and like not caring so much about what people say because that's really why we to me, in my opinion, that's really why people mask who they are is out of fear of what other people will say or think society. But I kind of started not to care, like towards the end of high school, like middle towards the end, I started not to care. And I started to say, okay, well, I've been living for people like my mom and these friends and for as long as I can remember. And it was like, it was getting hair like a wig that kind of changed it for me like it was like I got this hair and the whole idea of the possibilities that I could be this glamorous person kind of surfaced and I took that chance and I kind of been riding with it ever since and so like high school was when I really like kind of dove into it and put a name behind it and and kind of felt like I could be this persona that I was feeling inside I could be that on the outside and it'd be okay. And I know drag is not necessarily a term that you would use to like characterize London or mm -hmm. you doing your outward expression of who you are. So what word or not really a word or how like for people that don't understand uh, drag and everything, how would you characterize it? I guess would be a better way. How would I characterize London? Um, I don't know. I just feel like London is just me. Like, to be honest... I could go out in a trash bag and it would still be London going out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it, for me, it's just me being the girl that I am um, deep down inside. I know that people see it as drag because physically I am still, I still um, am male. Like, like you see me, my appearance, it says male. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, and that's fine for people to understand that, and I know that people are going to assume that that's what it is. But, yeah, it's just different. It's just me being who I am. Like, it's just me. London, uh, to characterize London, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I really don't. London is in a league of her own. Like, London is just London. Like, I had someone, it's, it was so funny, because I had someone kind of come to me, and they said, you know, I don't really consider you 
a boy or a girl or anything. Like, I just consider you your own thing. And I like that because I don't consider myself a boy or a girl or this or that or up or down or back. Or f- I consider myself literally in my own lane. Like, I just do my own thing. I wake up and I put on my clothes and I just strive to be the best me and do things that I want to do and, like, love myself as much as I can. And I, I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yes, you definitely did. <laughs> so what – I guess, like, what was your environment like in your childhood, like, growing up that maybe, like, urged you to come out of your closet and, like, be who you truly are or made you feel like, no, maybe I'll, like – contain it um well I will first of all say that I had a wonderful childhood um I didn't want or need for anything growing up like my mother was always a wonderful person I'm very hard-working woman she you know got me through school as did my sister and grandmother but the pressures to hide and suppress came from school and came from people my age like it was never which kind of, I guess, made me feel that way towards my home because I saw how bad it was, like, at school, like, how kids would go through it. You know, kids can be the cruelest. Mm-hmm. And Especially in middle school yeah, age. Yeah, 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 school. yeah. And, me, you know, when you're that young, you don't really have a name for it. Like, you don't have the word transgender behind any of it. So I would go to school, and I would be picked on and because I was too feminine or because I, you know, wanted to jump rope versus playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? So... The envi- my schooling environment was initially what made it the hardest to be who I um, wanted to be. And so I masked everything. Like, I put it away. Like, because that's what you would do. Like, you want to fit in. Like, what kid doesn't want to fit in? But what kid doesn't want to be cool and, and, and things like that? So I would suppress it. I dated girls and I played sports. Like, I played, a lot of people don't know, but I played baseball for, like, five years. Like, I was really good, too. <laughs> but <laughs> but I did the things that I needed to do to feel like I was fitting in. And, and sorry. Sorry. Um so how did that make you feel on a day to day basis when you were suppressing that and doing all these other things? It's to terrible. It's terrible. Like it's it's the worst. Um I did feel for a long time that I didn't want to live. And I think that most people in that situation do seek that escape. Which is why I feel so so bad and so sorry and so hurt for the ones of us who can't make it out and i blame like i blame society for that i don't blame like it's it's obviously never the person's fault but Mm -hmm. society makes it so hard nowadays to be who you really want to be and then you have these men and women that carry through life paying more attention to society and they build these futures with with partners or like husbands and wives and then when they do get to be themselves everything collapses because you know what I'm saying you see where I'm going with that like and I blame society and I am so thankful and so grateful that I was able to make it out and able to be myself and able to come out of that because who knows where I would have been if I would have stayed with my girlfriend you know what I'm saying and and masked who I was it's just it's a mess so my my environment was both healthy and dangerous. Healthy because I was learning, I was in school, like I was doing great, straight A student, but dangerous because I was in, I was neglecting who I was, who who I really wanted to be. So yeah. And how does that feel now to be who you truly want to be and like have no limitations on who you are? 
to have no limitations of who I am? How does that feel? Yes. <laughs> well, there are. To be honest, there are still limitations. Just because I like want to have a career and things like that, and while I feel like there are trans women out there that are doing it for our community, I just don't feel so confident that I could at this time. But looking back on where I was, it's a blessing. You know, I always say it. I kind of have a story. Like when I was when I was younger and I was suppressing who I was and like trying my hardest and and trying my damnness to hang out with people who I thought I should have been hanging out with to like make me more masculine. You know, a lot of those people aren't alive or a lot of those people have babies that they can't take care of or a lot of those people like are in jail back where I'm from because I'm from a very rough part of town in Louisville. And now I think being different and feeling the way I felt was kind of a blessing. It kept me safe. Like kids didn't want to hang out with me because I was different and I wasn't like the boys and I damn sure wasn't a girl. So so you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of like in limbo between the two. But now that I look back, it is such a blessing because it's kind of like the people that that didn't matter, or I mean that didn't mind, stayed with me no matter what. And then I kind of, the people that did mind are the people that didn't like this or that. They kind of trailed off. And it's understand how I was so grateful to have made it out. But I really do consider London a blessing now because London kept me from a lot of harm, kept me from a lot of stress or or problems that could have ended me or could have been detrimental to my future. So now with you being more you of mm-hmm. who you want to be and being more out there, you did make an interesting point about, you know, during your senior year, you're nearing the end and like going out into career world. What do you feel like that looks like for you? I know you say you're a little bit worried. So like what kind of field are you trying to go into? And Well, I want to be a performer. Um, all the way across the board, like I've always wanted to do Broadway and film and you like your stage, you name it. Like I want to do it all. Like people ask me what I want to do, and I want to do everything. Um, I've always been that type of that type of person. Um, but it's hard to think of transitioning and being young and new in the industry because not that it's not happening with people like Amaya and people like Laverne and people like Carmen Carrera. Like, it's happening. It, the people are out there that are doing it and that are kind of leading the race for people like me. But for myself right now, I just don't think it's... I just don't think it's smart. Um, and I think that that's still valid. I think that that's okay. And I don't think that makes me any less of who I really am just because I can't show you who I really am right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like it's like... Anytime, especially in this age, like I feel like it's a torn, like this is what I want to be doing, but this is like where I really feel like I am. Mm. And like, I think that's just a natural thing of like yeah. worry, especially like going into the career field because like you've been on the set path and like, you know, you know you're know, on a set path and you're also learning who you are all in the mm-hmm. same thing. And like, mm-hmm. I can, I think that's a very valid feeling of feeling like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm confident in who I am and I'm ready for the world, but I'm also, I don't know. And I think that's just like a human. Kind of reserved. But I don't think it's, I think it's natural, like you said, to feel that way because it's not an easy industry at all. Um, but I'm also very thankful that I have, that I am interested in a field where I can be a lot of who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I can still go out and go to events and, and, there are casting calls every now and then they call for like that type of character. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So 
It's not like doing being a business right. person like and it's not, switching. Right, 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 right. So it's not like being a not to say that trans people couldn't be construction workers, but it's not <laughs> like being a construction worker where I have to sit around in a like an orange vest and like a cap all day. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And come to work one day ball headed, and the next <laughs> day you got thirty two inch weave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's yeah. So you get it. You get it. You understand. <laughs> so what women kind of help to build or um, inspire you like what about women do you also kind of draw into London um two women three women right off the bat that inspired me um were my mother sister and grandmother because they both kind of house what a woman is in each little package that they that they come in like my grandmother she, she kind of showed me what a mother is like what a real just dedicated mother is like someone that rears children and and takes in children from around the block because they don't have you know what i'm saying like my grandmother was that that kind of solid foundation of what i feel like a woman is supposed to be like that that you see what i'm saying like they kind of like backing that a woman provides for everybody Mm -hmm. um my sister was the more hard-working woman like the woman that was successful and didn't need anybody and well, needs people, but didn't need like a handout or like a man. Like, my sister was always that like hardworking woman. And then <laughs> my mother was always kind of like the, the woman that didn't take any mess. Like she was the sassy woman, the fiery <laughs> woman, like the woman who um, was powerful, who could walk in a room and just get everybody's attention just because she did and just because she smiled. And when she smiles, you don't really know like what she's feeling. You don't know what... So my mom was kind of like that. Like a mystery. Yeah, like you like you don't know. And and I think that I kind of pulled from all three of those women to form London. Um, and then I would see like Amaya and like Laverne and things like that. And I was like, oh, well, they're, they're like me. And then I can take these lessons that I've learned from these women and mash them together. And then I can be London. Like London is fresh product of all these <laughs> different little aspects of women. So, so what was it like when they kind of found out about you – like how is that revealing or that conversation or it was it was it was crazy like okay so first off i guess when i came out i didn't really come out i was outed so that was a conversation first off i will say that i think it's i'm not defending parents that don't take it well but it is very hard i would imagine to for your child to come and say hey mama i think i think i'm gay or I think I'm trans, or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was outed as gay, and my, mo- my mother found out, and there was a time when we didn't really exchange a lot of dialogue. We didn't, not that she was avoiding me, not that she wasn't still fulfilling her duties as a mother, but she didn't understand. And I think that she had the most, I think she had the, the, I don't know how to say it. Like, I think she had the the most worry about what society would would do towards me or treat me or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part. A real parent will love you no matter what, no matter what. But I think the parents that have trouble understanding are parents that are just worried um, like in my mom, like in my case, my mother was just worried about like 
people in the streets because nowadays people are terrible. And like I said, I come from a very, very rough part of town. So I would go to work. <laughs> I would go to work in like Uggs and my hair was blonde and like I wore makeup and lashes like to go to work. And I, I rode the city bus yeah. to work. So my mom, I think, didn't have a problem with who I was or saw that I was happy and was and was happy for that. I just think she was the most worried about Your things that could happen. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I when she found out about London, was that like another it was like layer? A, yeah, because it happened a while after. Um, <laughs> I was actually in college, and I don't think I've I've told this story, but I was in college. And there was an article written about me, if you remember. I don't know if you remember. Um, but it was my freshman year, and it was like a, like a big spread in the newspaper. And it had a picture of London, like right in the front. Oh, gosh. And it was so crazy because I, <laughs> I didn't even know that it was going to be that big. Like, I knew that they were doing, obviously, I knew that they were doing a story about me and that I was taking pictures for it. But I didn't know. And then I'm a freshman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just now tapping into it myself. Like, I'm just now discovering who London can be myself. <laughs> so imagine me, little bitty freshman, I get a text from someone and they send me a picture of the paper. Like, imagine that. And Louisville's not far from um, Bowling Green and a lot of people from Louisville do go here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so imagine seeing literally like half of a fold of a paper of yourself dress, dressed up. Oh, gosh. So, you know, obviously <laughs> my mom saw the the picture. I don't, still don't know how she saw it. So once again, I was outed. Yeah. What was that conversation it. like after, especially since it was like published, so it wasn't like a conversation prior to or right. heads up? I didn't give her a chance to disagree or agree. I told her, I said, okay. I said, so you know. <laughs> Like this is what it is. I mean, I was tired. You get tired of bargaining with people and like begging people and this and yes, that's my mother, but I'm being myself and I'm not hurting anybody. So when it came out, I was like, "Look, I love you. I know you love me. I promise you, just stay on this road with me, and it will be okay. I'm happy. I'm on the dean's list." I love you. I throw that in there. I'm on the deal. You can't can't even argue with me (laughs) because I ask for anything else (laughs) as a parent. I mean, I'm smart. I'm happy, and I'm living my life, and I'm doing well. Like who? It's not too many people, trans, gay, straight. It's not too many people that go to college and get columns written about them, or are able to tour around campus and talk to people and talk to classrooms, or able to be in shows and have pictures like published on the internet. And like, it's not too many people that have that luxury and have that privilege. So <laughs> you can't be mad at me because I'm <laughs> doing well, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like, it's not like I'm ugly. <laughs> oh my so gosh. <laughs> but, but I mean, I looked good, so. Yeah, like, and she came around like, like once again. There was some, some time where we, and it didn't help that I was away at school. So yeah, it was some time that we didn't really talk. But I mean, she's my best friend. Like my mother is my best friend. I wouldn't trade trade her for anything. Like now we, I actually just was talking to her before I filmed this. Like right before I came here, we were talking, and I was like, "Girl, I'm about to go do this interview." She was like, "Child, just text me." <laughs> so like everything between us now and every like, like I said, everybody that mattered didn't mind at all 
And while I don't have everybody that I started with, I don't need them. I'm doing my own thing. Like, I am, I really do wake up in the morning now so happy to be alive and so happy to be doing what I love to do and being myself doing it for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you come up with the name London? (laughs) How did I come up with London? Well, I was watching TV. Well, me and my friend, me and my cousin, we were young (laughs) and we were like, into the whole alter ego thing, I guess. And <laughs> we were like spitballing names. And I was like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And well, one day I was watching TV and I forgot what I was watching, but like the characters, the person's name was London. And I said, well, I said, London's cute. That's nice. I was like, and it could be unisex. So if it doesn't work, like I could still be London either way. And yeah, like I started to be London and I started to kind of incorporate that as my name more in my life. Like I would, I would go to Starbucks and things like that, and they add, you know how they ask you your name. You'd be like, or well, everyone loves when yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you'd be like, well, my name is London. And then, you know, to see how it sounded, and it sounded like it just kind of rolled off. And it just came to be like something way bigger than I ever would have imagined. Like I came, like then the paper came out, and it was Calling London was the, or London right. Calling was the, um, the headline. So I was like, oh, my God, like London is a thing now. And then people just kind of started, it got coined, and people started calling me London, and it stuck, and now I'm London. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I know, like, they had the, a gender, like, sex table in DSU one day, and I'm like, rolling by, and I'm like, okay, like, they're like, spin the wheel, and you'll figure out, like, we'll make up your drag name, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, don't know what I'm getting <laughs> myself into, but I'm like, how are we going to make it up? And they're like, oh, it's going to be your first animal, like your first pet, which is like, <laughs> oh, Lord, where is this going? And then the street name that you grew up on, so mine was Max Providence, which I could – That's okay. cute. It's not too bad. That's a nice name. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so what? in what ways would you say sexuality and um, – Let's see. How would you say that sexuality and drag are intertwined, or are they? Um, I think that you have to be firm in your sexuality to do drag. For a lot of drag people, they stand in their sexuality as gay or whatever. So they know that after they take the makeup off, they're back to who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know who they are. They're na- they know their sexuality. Yeah. I guess for me, quote-unquote drag, I guess, is a way to make it to my sexuality, if that makes sense, or to be the most of my sexuality. So when it comes to pronouns, because I know they're, kind of like different ones like can you give me a little lesson on the different pronouns and what they all mean um okay so you mean as far as there's like he wait her she right you mean as far as like me like what to call me yes they're like i know they're different one like a different variety of like how you would identify yourself so say like i identify myself as a male i would say he him he is. <laughs> so what would you yeah, say? Is well, <laughs> for me, since I'm, I really don't, I'm not too caught up on pronouns right now because I know that 
because you are looking at a man. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a man right now. So I know that to some people that would be weird to be like, she, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't stress over that right now. But all my friends, we child, her, she, <laughs> that, B word, all of that. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's all over. But I guess as of right now, I'm kind of comfortable with either. Like, I have people that call me she, people that call me he, and it's all okay. Like, I really don't get hung up over that kind of thing. Like, I tell people, you'll know when to call me she. You will know when to call <laughs> me she. So as long as you do it when it counts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want London to be out or to for me to be dressed up or whatever. And people are calling me he like i think that's awkward yeah <laughs> so that just from like i don't know you're so i feel like understanding and flexible and like open-minded towards like with the i thought that that would be like an important matter like i want to be called this and this is what we're going by because mm -hmm. i know even with my name i'm like this is my name right. it's a respect thing right. you call me my name how it is and what made you get to that point of being so understanding because I love who I am and I don't need anybody to call me anything to make me feel a certain kind of way I'm gonna feel it regardless you know what I'm saying like I'm still gonna be the girl in the picture like regardless <laughs> of what you call me um so yeah like it just it took time it took me learning more about myself me diving into London more and and discovering London and and having her confidence and Tyler's confidence to be able to walk out as either or as not and still be okay. Um, there's not too much nowadays anybody can say to me that will break me down. And I think everybody can kind of use a lesson in that. I think we all have times where we have to go through the ringer to realize how strong we are. And I've gone through it. I really, really think so. I think that I've gone through probably the hardest thing a person can. And that's why, and that's another thing. I really, when people, I hate, and I hope every single person that has ever asked me that is listening <laughs> this, what I'm about to say is listening to this podcast. I hate when women come to me and ask me if someone is gay. I hate that. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not for me to tell if so Ethan, don't out people. Like, that's not cool. Because not everybody can make as smooth of a transition as some people can. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is, is so blessed to have those kind of people in their lives where they can just switch, or not just switch, but, you know, just kind of discover themselves and change and be accepted or be loved still you know what i'm saying so i have reached a point i've gone through what i need to go through i'm okay call me what you want don't call me anything call me london <laughs> like literally call like he london she london like let me just be that like if you have to say anything to me at all like just say london <laughs> and when it comes to identity and learning, like, within ourselves, learning who we are, and as well as, like, accepting others for whatever identity that they are, how can we create more unity on that and as a community? Just education. Like, just take the time out to learn about somebody. 
Like, don't. I think we need to scrap pronouns and all that. Like, uh, just we're all, we're humans. Like, we're all human. If you're a man and you see a man that is attractive, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to be afraid to say that. Or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that doesn't make you gay or make you. You just see somebody that is, you see another human that is attractive. And I think that society makes it so hard to express those kind of things. So what do we do? We talk about people that are different and we laugh at people that are different and we hurt people that are different. When everybody is human, we all have those times in our lives where we feel like the outsider. So instead of kind of hating on that or like, throwing dirt on that, let's just accept each other for our differences and grow together. Thank you for listening to Unity Podcast. In this episode, we heard from Tyler Chandler, a WKU senior, about how he found himself as he became London. You can now subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Unity Podcast.